The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this. So the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Hey, hey, happy Tuesday, everybody. You're watching Splash Pages, the comic book club. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard. And uh, today we're going to be talking about holiday comics and, you know, episodes and you know, all things, you know, comic book related for the holidays. And as always, Velvet Joker, how's it going, bud? It's going awesome. 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 Hey, sleepy boy. You both <laughs> suck. And I hope you get some sort of coal in your stockings. Hey, everybody. Happy holidays to all of you. We're, we got a great show planned and... um and to all of you who didn't show up, a humbug to you too. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, we're going to be talking about holiday stuff, and you know, we we got uh, a bunch of people watching, so we want to hear about what your favorite, you know, how it could be, you know, a uh, 
you know, Batman, the animated series episode. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a comic book issue. It, it could be episode of the flash or it could be star Wars, the holiday special for all we care. You know, <laughs> just let us know what your favorites are and put them in the comments and mm-hmm. we will be discussing. And uh, yeah. How about that holiday special? Yeah, it's quality, quality. Yes, quality for nightmares. So, not one of the best. So, for, for first things first, gentlemen, happy holidays. Happy we holidays. Can, we can start with that. Um, and again, uh, a happy holidays to people who don't celebrate Christmas, um, to those who celebrate Yule, uh, and most happy Yule. Um, and then there's others, <laughs> you know, ones who don't have a Christmas special. Um, to some, yeah, there you go. You know, uh, Merry Krampusnach, uh, as they would say. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if they say that, but um, lot. Okay, I just want to say this for the record, everybody. Um, I made a mistake Uh-oh. in which I issues. And then I for and then I forgot how many Christmas themed issues there are out there. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I was so going through I and smart I found like. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying I did the smart thing. I just had a lot of sugar and went to sleep. <laughs> I was like, nope. For I was like, we'll figure it out. So you were saying, Leo, you you did the research too and looked up, and there oh, are way I, too many. Yeah, I, I mean, like one list is like, uh, you know, uh, top 50, you know, top 50 like comic book covers of the holidays, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a bunch of different episodes and, you know, tons mm-hmm. of comics. I mean, Batman alone. Oh, I, I, I thought we could just do an episode on just friggin Batman because it's just like, you know, but it, it's yeah, it's way too many holiday episodes. And, mm-hmm. you know, I started scratching the the top and it was like holy shit this is all dc i didn't even think about marvel and then you have you know a shit ton mm-hmm. of marvel holiday you know mm-hmm. yep i thought for mm-hmm. sure drew was gonna pick the controversial pick and that he was gonna do the punisher with the cover with him with the santa hat on it with the silent night rumpled in that currently the changing the punisher logo so it is kind of a controversial thing from the nerd community yeah i'd like to just briefly say a little about that um everybody it's a fictional character okay it's a fictional yeah there you go wow leo on the button yeah see this is what happens when i get a little sleep it's a fictional character um unfortunately um some people have chosen to adapt the symbol for their own agenda, which unfortunately can happen with things. Um, but at the same time, the Punisher is a fictional character, and he, I don't under, really understand why we're catering to that. However, I do know that Jason Aaron is writing the story about the Punisher involving that and just the idea that frank castle is going to become the leader of the hand which for some of you who don't know that is that is the villainous ninja organization usually you see fighting a lot of daredevil so that is huge because the only other people that i know have been the head of the hand have been well daredevil himself wilson fisk 
and a couple of other individuals. So that's a big deal because that's Frank Castle running a criminal organization. Like, what is going on? But if anybody's going to do it, it, I have faith in Jason Aaron. So, yeah, that's my thought on that. What about you guys? Well, just real quick, uh, your mean one, Mr. Fisk. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me you got that. Please tell me. Did you watch the episode? No, I'm still behind. Drew's behind. You know Drew's behind. I'm so behind. I I I just hanging away articles all day. It's taking all his time. He's closing deals. He's he's a maniac. You don't know. I just have to say that the the music selection for Hawkeye is just on par. It is it is awesome. It is. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. I'm very excited to watch it. At this rate, I think it's going to be an after Christmas thing for me, <laughs> but I'm fine with that. Because um, Christmas kids is not just a day. It's a state of mind. Miracle on 34th Street. Um, but I also, before we get to things, gentlemen, I, I want to discuss something that has always come up in my mind and is always a good conversation starter. What constitutes a Christmas movie? Now, I have a theory about this, if I can share with you, you two gentlemen, who've probably seen a lot of Christmas movies in your time, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not just saying that Leo and Rich, you're old, but, you know, you like to point out that you're sometimes older than me. So, you know, payback is a, is a present wrapped cold. <laughs> so wisdom, I have this wisdom, theory. So, wisdom. Mm-hmm. So, so there are three kinds of Christmas movies. They're Hallmark, which is clearly for the money, and is usually the same thing over and over again with celebrities that I feel somewhat are clearly cashing in that paycheck. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. Uh, right. Dean King. Then you have the Christmas. Yep, there you go. So then you have the Christmas movies, which Christmas is the center of the movie. You know, Christmas Story, uh, Jingle All the Way, um, It's a Wonderful Life, you know, whatnot. And then you have movies that happen around Christmas, but if you took Christmas out, it would still be a movie. Now, for instance, for example, Die Hard, in my opinion, is a Christmas movie because the reason that John McClane is is at Nakatomi Towers is because it's Christmas Eve. He's trying to surprise his kind of non-ex-wife. And that's the reason he's there and take over the building. But then you have Lethal Weapon, which technically does come happen around Christmas because Shane Black just loves Christmas-themed movies. I mean, if you've seen his entire career, Last Boy Scout, uh, The Long Hard Goodbye, Iron Man 3, all, you know. But if you take out Christmas, it would still be Lethal Weapon. So in my opinion, uh, that is kind of the discussion of, of how you determine whether it is or is not a Christmas movie. And I do agree with that, Miss um, Branding. Thank you for commenting. Um, a lot of good Christmas movies do have ghosts. And gentlemen, I don't know if you guys actually know this, but uh, that's why we, um, in, in England, they have a tradition of reading ghost stories Christmas morning. Oh. So that's why Christmas Carol really fits. Because... It fits that tradition. Funny enough, I learned that by reading Hellboy. So, 
you know, you, we learn we learn things in interesting places. So, what do you guys think? Do you do you agree with that hypothesis? Does that make sense, or is that bah humbug? For the but, most part, I I agree. Um, you know, th there's got to be a certain amount of you know, I, I think even in like Die Hard, they kind of wrap it up Christmassy at the end, so it really ties mm -hmm. it in. I mean, just the fact that it's Christmas in a movie doesn't necessarily mm -hmm. make it a Christmas movie. I think maybe right. it might need more parameters than than just one. Okay. It might need a, 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 a. It'd be interesting if we could come up with a list where if if it, you know there were like seven things and at least if there were at least three of the parameters, it was definitely a Christmas movie. Challenge accepted. <laughs> um, I, I will gladly do that. And I feel like my brain is already plugging away at why Jingle All the Way works. And I can just be like, okay, okay, okay. All right. Reindeer. Got it. Christmas. Uh, did you see, and I know this is going off topic, but did you see 8-Bit Christmas yet? No, I haven't. You, you're the one who recommended it, right? You said that it was yeah. really good? Yeah, it, it's it's... Did you cry? I did. I did. It, it was, okay, yeah, I bawled my eyes out at the end. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's a mixture of uh, Jingle All the Way and Christmas Carol or, or Christmas Story. Christmas Story. Okay. All right. All right. Wait a minute now. So I, I, to complex that, I got through half of the movie, Drew, and had to turn it off. I thought it was so awful. Mm -hmm. Wow. What movie? Eight bit Christmas. Wait, wait, wait eight bit? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I am so. Totally I, so I have a Leo's a movie <laughs> judging powers on this movie. So 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 okay. It could be just me because my wife didn't care for the movie either. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, there there, well, there are a couple things I, I still... that, that I guess I could imagine Leo at your age was a big deal to you, like yeah. getting a Nintendo in the neighborhood. I, I'm older than that, so for me that was like. Yeah, man, I had Atari and television. We had ColecoVision all way before that. So the big deal of that wasn't a big deal. And then they showed, uh, at one point in the scene, they showed a passport uh, cop finder, you know, uh, if you're going over speed. And I was like, oh, look, they're trying to capitalize on the time error. But other than that, I thought the writing was horrible. I thought the story was boring. And um, I, I, it, none of the characters endeared me enough to care to watch the rest of the movie. I, I think it's the type of movie that you have to be like that era. It really hits home to you. Like, like, uh, you know, uh, one of my best friends from from high school, he texted me. He's like, uh, you know, he also cried during it. And it was just like, you know, we're, we're the same age and, and went through the same stuff, same towns and stuff. And it's just, you know, like like the roller rink, you know, they had the roller rink spot on how it was in the eighties, you know? And, and there was so many things like, you know, uh, uh, the father working on the house and like half the walls are off, you know, I grew up like that, you know, it's yeah. just, so yeah. It's a nostalgia grab. Drew. Oh, it's totally. Nostalgia grab. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's, and uh, I'm sorry, Leo to poo poo, but I mean, that's the beauty no, of no, this is okay. that we're allowed to have different opinions. You loved it. I, couldn't get through it at all yeah totally and i'm sure a right, lot well, of people that. are gonna hate it so so, so, so it's, it's a ring toss for you drew <laughs> you got a 50 50 here Hello, you got an a and an f <laughs> yeah so so you're you're the uh 
You're the tiebreaker, Drew. That's your homework. I'll Watch it. We'll, we'll we'll discuss it next hey. week. Hey, hey, I haven't been in school in years, okay? Don't give me homework, Mr. Pond. Thank you very much, okay? Or I'll send you a present that just start to rattle when you try opening it, you know? Honey, is that rattling? Okay, honey, get my axe. Now, um, I will say this before we really get anything. What do you guys have a Christmas movie that is a must that you have to watch every year, whether it's by yourself or with family? Like, for instance, I know whenever I'm over at my parents, we always end up watching a Christmas story. Like, I've seen it enough that even now it's playing in my mind in the home theater of my brain. Like, I'm just seeing it, you know. Ralphie on the double. You know, um, what, do you guys have any that you that you have to watch? Like, it's not Christmas until you watch it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Leo, you want to go first on this one? Well, so I don't, but my wife does. Uh, she needs okay. to watch Elf. Like, right you after Thanksgiving. That. Yeah, it, it's like she'll watch it like a dozen times, maybe even more before, like th- from Thanksgiving to Christmas, you know? Uh, I feel but- like... I feel like, Leo, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I feel like I need to let you know that there was a time that I, I very much cosplayed Buddy the Elf. And nice. I I did it. Oh, my God. I've never been. I've never smiled and been more energetic in my life. <laughs> Just getting out. I was like, oh, my God, I'm exhausted. We need video clips. Um, video clips. I will, I will send you. My favorite was I had a photo with me and Sauron from Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. was it? I think it was Sauron. It was either Sauron or or um, the the evil, like the the person who originally had the ring. Um, that that night, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like it was just like I'm just like, "Oh, I'm so positive," and then darkness. You were with um, my precious, my precious. Yeah, but exactly. It was it was quite was crazy. So, Leo, I'll send you some photos that you can just kind of be like, "Here, honey, this is one of the people that I work with. He apparently." you know, likes the thing that you love. And, and I haven't worn it in years. Um, but maybe, maybe, maybe one year I'll, I'll do it just to, just to, just to, just to live again. Sure. Um, but he Elf, no Elf is, your favorite is color. It, what was it? Buddy Elf, what's your favorite color? He's like, Oh, what's that? Oh, is that a skeleton? What's his name? Uh, <laughs> Santa. I know him. I know him. I know him. No, don't you tell them. You're at Santa. No, no, don't tell them what you want. You smell like cheese. You sit on the throne of lies. How can you live with yourself? Just on the throne of lies. Smell like beef and cheese. Smell like beef and cheese. Um, what about you, Rich? Uh, well, coincidentally enough, last year uh, we started in our house uh, the tradition also of Elf. Nice. Um, Harley had never seen Elf before. And um, mm-hmm. a, a lot of the older black and white stuff that we grew up on doesn't always have such great family memories because some of the fa- our families are not so fantastic over the holidays. So we decided the new tradition that would be fair. Elf. We think it's hilarious. We have not mm-hmm. seen it yet this year, but we're, we're not sure if we're going to do Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. But it's just a fun, okay. joyous, ridiculous laugh fest. Um, that has you in a good mood and you know while we're creating new memories these years and uh we're just going to mm-hmm. continue that tradition on you know 
what's really great is when you watch the movies that made us about Elf, like you really learn that, you know, it's John Favreau. His goal was to create, you know, a, a, a quintessential Christmas movie, like one of those timeless yeah. ones. And then you're just thinking like, this is the guy who gave us Iron Man. This is the guy who, who gave us Mandalorian, you know? And you're just like, Oh my God. Like, like, Talk about someone to aspire to be, you know, like, like the guy gets it, man. Um, but when you learn about like how they made the stuff that they had about making the movie and, and all the, the, what the effort that went into making, it's just so great. And then there's just so many wonderful moments. And then on top of it, it has the dearly departed uh, Ed Asner as Santa. And he is just perfect. Yeah. Like that one moment where he's telling Buddy, giving him advice about things to look out for in the real world is pretty funny. There's like 30s raised pizzas. They all claim to be the original, but the real one's on 11th. And when they say peep show, buddy, that does not mean that they're going to let you look at the presents before Christmas. <laughs> it was just, again, you, you, you don't see movies like that, especially when it comes Christmas time. Because I feel like now they range from like weird B movie plots, like Santa gets infected by aliens and then suddenly we have to save Christmas, yeah. um, to well, Hallmark sentimental BS. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I really don't mean to bash on it, but it's just a lot of cliche, predictable things. Well, you're not bashing. I mean, you are bashing on it, but it, it, yeah. it is. It's like the Hallmark. I mean, there are. And I'm not going to bash on anybody that loves Hallmark, you know, because you have right. people that, you know, watch it 24 seven and they start spitting out Christmas movies in like July. Right. And it's like, you know, every other week there's a brand new one. But, you know, it, it's yeah, it's a lot of a lot of crap. But if you like that crap, it's all all for you. you know? hey, I just uh, thought of one. Um, do you mm -hmm. guys remember a movie called The Ref? Um. It, uh, the guy who played Captain Stacy in the Spider-Man movies. What is his name? Yes. What is that actor's uh, name? He's a comedian. Dennis. Um, Dennis Leary. Uh, yeah, it was Dennis Leary. Is that it? Yeah. Yep. I think yeah, so, he, yeah. He plays, he ends up, he's trying to like rob a house during Christmas and then the family comes home. He ends up like kidnapping the family. Um, mm. But it ends up being like this, you know, he ends up being like the psychiatrist for the whole family in, in the end of it. No, just me. I I, I think I've I seen it, but it was like once. It's just right. that one. All right. Yeah. You know, and then there's always those weird horror Christmas movies like Santa's Sleigh with Bill Goldberg. Um, on like you know like 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 I said the weird ones, and then it's funny because I had this I had this argument with someone that Batman Returns, like we were arguing whether it is or isn't a Christmas movie. And I was like, well, it's definitely a Tim Burton movie. I mean, you, you can tell that. Um, but I was like, I kind of think it is a Christmas movie in some ways because it's got that weird magic going, that unexplained things. Um, and we, we agree. We eventually agreed it is, it is Christmassy, but we could have done without Christopher Walken in it because that was just too many villains. And Max Shrek does nothing. He's just there looking scary. You know, so um, still, still great. And every once in a while, I'll catch myself thinking about the ending. 
Yeah, I just I'll think of myself kitchening about the ending. Like, oh, Merry Christmas, Master Bruce. Yep, you Merry Christmas, Alfred, and goodwill to all men and women. Um, like, uh, you know, but um, I think it's also funny because I don't think there's enough days that you could watch all of the Christmas. You'd have to. There's no way you could watch all of the Christmas material in one month. Oh, hell no. yeah. There's so many Christmas themed episodes, comics, movies. Like, there's if you didn't sleep, maybe. Yeah, well, but, you that's know, you why at least that's why we need to, you know, give some of the diamonds in the rough here. You know, it's mm-hmm. you know, that's why we had our picks. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for people watching, we definitely want to hear yours as well. Um, you didn't say, uh, did you say what you watch every year? Is there a movie you need to watch every year? Um, I mean, for me, it, it's really hard because there, because I watch so many movies that it's hard sometimes to know what I've just seen in my brain and 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 what I've actually seen. Seen. I do know. I do know. I I, I enjoy watching Jingle All the Way every year, not because it's a great movie. Because when you watch it, it's not a great movie, but there's just something about it that works. Because it's just Arnold overacting because it's a kid movie. You have Sinbad, who's the over-the-top villain. But the person I always laugh at, no matter what, because it's just so funny, is Phil Hartman as the neighbor. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, God bless that man. He, he just knew how to play scumbags. So charmingly funny. <laughs> you know. And it's funny because every once in a while, I'll bust out my impression of that. Like, I'll just, I'll buy a cookie. Mmm, like, these cookies. Wow, they're just so good, Howard. You know, it just, you know, oh my God. He, he, he was just, he was on another level. But, you know, um, that, that movie, uh, that, Die Hard. And that's kind of whatever really floats my boat. I will note that there's one movie that is off limits for me to watch because every time I watch it, I just, I cry. And I, I'm not talking like tears. I'm talking full on ugly girl, uh, Jack dying at the end of Titanic in two thousand in the 1990s. Ugly well, crying. Well, you should cry because of that because it's, it's there was plenty of room on the board for both of them. You know, it's just like and you know that she, that's she what murdered I realized him. I was. Oh, that's what I realized I was really crying about. I was like, he he should have lived. You you yeah. you know. But I mean, so, at that point, so, I think Kate Winslet just wanted to get away from James Cameron. Oh, totally. So, so uh, what is the movie that's off limits? It's it's called The Snowman. Um, it was oh. a BBC. Okay, you know. Oh no 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 yes. no no! I, I sorry, I'm thinking of Jack Frost. Okay, Jack first Frost. things first. A lot of people, a lot of people make that mistake. And there's remember, there's two Jack Frost. There's the the one with Michael Keaton, which is actually that's somehow scarier. About, yeah. Than the one where it's the killer snowman, mm-hmm. where it's like super over the top campy, you know, with yeah. all the ice puns and things. And then you have the serious one, Michael Keaton, where you're like, wow, I actually think this is scarier. Yeah. Because it's trying to look human. I'm like, man, this is frightening as hell. Uh, well, <laughs> like, it's, so- it's also, you know, he, he dies and he's trying to come back for the kid and he comes back as a snowman. And- yeah, it's really spoiler, weird. Spoiler. So, so uh, the snowman, uh, BBC, yeah. 
it was a BBC silent film. The only time oh. you actually hear anything is when their songs are singing. But like, I, I, I don't know why. The music will start. I start crying. The thing will just go on. I'm blubbering. Like it is, it is. And then when the ending comes, which just devastates me every time. Like, like I, I have to only watch it when I'm 100% completely alone. Because jokingly, anytime, um, I think anytime in the past, Angie's caught me watching it. She'll tease me a little bit about it. It's like, what about, what is it about this movie that gets you so like emotional? Like you are like, it is, it is. She's just like, why? Have you, have you, have you spoken to anybody about it? Is there any repressed memories? I don't know. I don't think anywhere. I don't think Frosty, you know, touched me in my carrot place, but I don't, I don't know. You know, um, he didn't, he didn't fondle my, my Christmas buttons. If that's what you're asking. No, Um, I I was thinking, you know, maybe you were watching it when you, when you were a kid and somebody came in and, bludgeoned a puppy or something you know when I, it happened, no, you what christmas kind of tr- what kind of christmas parties do you go to like well, there are and you said that so nonchalantly like rich what the hell well there what are a lot of horror santa movies whereas santa is the slayer yeah um they that's even true. did it on uh american horror story one season where oh, they had true, they a, a guy that was a pretty crazy santa the guy that played odin in american gods yeah, I think um, I think that's referencing Silent Night. You know, that's that one where the guy dressed as Santa is killing everybody. Right. Because he right. saw because he saw that when he was a kid and he was like, Well, that well, that scared me, so I'm gonna scare everybody for us. Um but, but Drew, um the two that you mentioned specifically that are your Christmas ones now, have you watched them yet this season, or is that still coming within this week? That's still coming within this week. Um I don't know if I like again. I have copy of the snowman. I'm very scared to watch it because <laughs> I'm telling you this. It's only a half an hour, and mm-hmm. funny enough, the the it actually had an intro that was starring David Bowie, which was really great. Um, whenever I hear that, but the other ones um, I've watched Scrooge? and Scrooged. I've watched Scrooge. I do Bill enjoy Murray. watching Scrooge. With my with my boy Bill Murray, directed by again the late great Richard Donner, um, which you realize it's scarier than than you realize. But I will say there is one every year that my family watches beside Christmas Story, which we love quoting, we love singing. It's the Muppet Christmas Carol, hands down, one of the best adaptations ever, and. And that re- that reminds me, although at one time it was definitely religious for me, I haven't watched it in years. The Jug Band, uh, was it the Muppet Jug Band Christmas? Otter, Emmett Otter. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. You it's, know, yeah, it's so, I keep on hearing so people cool. recommend that, and I've never seen it. Oh, you yeah. should. Leo, it, that's old school Muppets. Yeah. Like, old school and then and it's got the feels but if you really want to laugh after you watch it go online and look up the bloopers that shit's hilarious nice um you know because you've never lived till you heard muppets curse <laughs> like like what the hell was that um but no but the muppets is still great and it's so funny because that's one of my because my two of my favorite muppets have always been the hecklers waldorf and statler 
yeah. they were Jacob and Robert Marley. Um, and um, one of my favorite scenes in there, which I will always quote because it's the greatest and I do both voices while I'm doing it. It was at the, in the when Scrooge is traveling through the past and he's at the Fozzie Christmas party and he's uh, he's preparing to give a speech. And of course, you know, played by Fozzie Bear. And it's uh, now this is the part of the night where we give a speech. Well, this is the part of the night where we take a nap. And then, <laughs> and then you know, pay no attention to it. And just uh, thank you all and Merry Christmas. That was a speech. It was dumb. It was short. It was pointless. We loved it. <laughs> you know, it just, you know um, oh no, Leo, you haven't lived. One one time I did an audition where I did everybody in the slime monologue from Ghostbusters 2. So, you know, you've never lived until you're just yelling at nothing. Nice. But you're playing, you know, all four Ghostbusters. You're like, right. wow, I'm talking to myself. Like Michael Keaton made this look so easy, multiplicity. But back to my point. That's also one of my quintessential favorites. And but not, not just because I love the Muppets, but that version is just so good. And it it tugs at the heartstrings. I'm not gonna lie. There's some really sad moments that they feel they like really captured. Um, and then Michael Caine, come on, as Scrooge, he's great, you know. Um, but I now remember my point was that watching Scrooge. It's a lot scarier than you realize. When you're older, you're like, wow, this is a fucked up movie. Especially the ghost of Christmas future. That's some scary shit, man. And not like I was terrified, but I was like, wow, this would scare somebody if they were younger. Like, that is some demon-ass shit right there. But, well, we've wasted half an hour talking about movies, so <laughs> let's get on the rest of the show. Well, um, uh, I wanted to bring up one movie real quick, and it's only because okay. I, I linked it to a uh, a a episode of the tick uh so the tick, the tick loves santa uh was a christmas episode yes. of the tick. and oh nicely God, done Leo. thank you <laughs> that was fantastic mrs pond nope that was uh mrs oh. harley okay thank you mrs harley <laughs> Uh, so I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. I just heard a, a wonderful reference in my ears. It's all good. I just got to give credit where credit's due. You know? I'm just saying, you know, not that Mrs. Khan isn't a lovely lady who stays behind the scenes completely. She does. She doesn't like any of this. <laughs> I mean, she, she loves that. I do it, that I enjoy it, but she doesn't like to be seen on the camera. This know? is, this is Leo time. That's what I'm yeah, hearing. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Leo's the star. She's the woman behind the man. <laughs> Ain't it? But yeah. she's uh well um, you know, just just to to toot her horn a little bit. Uh, she's very musically inclined. Uh, she went to school for music, and you know, when I, I was first seeing her, a lot of the dates was you know I'd meet up where she was like singing in front of a big group of people and stuff like that. And it was so what I'm hearing is if we have splash pages, the musical episode, we she might make a cameo. And now that we've done that, I now am very tempted to try writing that because <laughs> that would be really funny. She she but, may sing it, but she probably wouldn't come on camera. That's fine. You could listen. Yeah. 
We can, you know, you have a monkey behind the keyboard. We can have the angel behind the keyboard. There we go. You know. <laughs> so, so what I was uh, going to bring up is uh, when I watched this episode, um, there was a, a part of it where I I thought, oh shit, they just gave the plot of a movie that came out last year. Uh, so um, it's where Santa and, uh, you know, uh, Tick are talking and Arthur comes running in. He finds a gun and he gets tackled. Uh, and Santa goes, sorry about that, Artie. Most people are nice, but once in a while, a naughty little boy loses it and comes after Santa. And last year, now I, I know he's been canceled, but this movie was incredible. Um, it was uh, Mel Gibson. Uh, and it was the movie Fat Man, where this kid gets coal for Christmas and hires a hitman to go after Santa. Oh, my God. Wow. It is such a bizarre movie, but it's 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 absolutely fabulous. And uh, when I when I heard that on the episode today, I'm like, holy shit, is that where they got the, the idea of it? You know, so, yeah, it's uh, yeah, that was my my contribution. So uh, have at it. Yeah. Yeah, Leo, I had to slap myself to make sure I still wasn't dreaming because that, 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 wow. Did, did you see Oof. Fat Man? No, I didn't. But I, I, the fact that you're describing that, I was like, what? Oh, and the, the hitman, who the hell plays the hitman? He's a genius. Uh, Gary Busey. That's a nightmare. No, no, no. Uh, so, so the, the, the kid, uh, his like parents like leave him alone and, He's like from a very wealthy family, and he likes, uh, he uh, uh, steals the grandmother's checks. She's like thinking she's signing for something else. That's where he gets the money to hire the hitman. Uh, Richie Rich. Pretty much, if Richie Rich went uh, went evil. Um, Sinister Rich. While oh, Walter up. Goggins. Walter Goggins plays the hitman. So, Rich, you were saying. Uh, does anybody remember Bad Santa? Oh, yes. Yeah. I enjoyed that thoroughly. That is a great movie where they're going to rob the mall. Um, I can't think of this guy, that guy's name that had uh, blood around his neck. He was married to uh, so bad with names now. See, this is what getting old and smoking weed does. Your memory for names is horrible. Like, you could picture them. You could think of eight things they were in. But to say their name is like so impossible. Okay, can't do it. Can't do it. Talking know, about Bad Santa, fun. Well, 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 what evil movie? All right. Well, yes, it is. Bob Thornton. But what was the person? Was it Sarah? Was that Leo? You just said talking it. about Billy Bob. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. And uh, I, I can't think of what the uh, little person's name is, but he's been in a billion. Uh, be Tony too. Cox. Tony Cox. Yeah. He was also in Friday. Mm -hmm. um, and, mm -hmm. uh, quite a and, few and we also have to give credit to the dearly departed, both Bernie Mac and John Ritter. Both of them were great in that. Yeah. You know, yeah, got to give them their credit. John uh, Ritter was in that? I did not see the second one. Yeah, he was Bob uh, Sapika. He was, I think he was one of those mall managers that kept coming to Bernie Mac and be like, yeah, so because um, I remember he he came in on the Santa um, having sex with somebody in in one of the changing rooms, 
And he then reported to Bertie Mac, and he's like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was John Ritter. But I did not bother with the second one because that, yeah, that, they're like bad, it's good, and then they're a bad, and then it's bad no matter how hard everybody tried. And that looked to me more the second one. Yeah. And apparently from what I understand, it was right. Hmm. Well, so yeah. this week we wanted to do some picks uh, for okay. our favorite Christmas items. And I know... I know Velvet Joker, you had some good ones. Uh, where, where do we want to start this out? You want to start? Well, which, the... What are you covering? Uh, I'm... Sorry, go ahead. No, uh, I'm covering uh, Batman, uh, the animated series, uh, Christmas Joker. Oh, okay. And what do you got there, Drew? Well, I have a few um, unconventional Christmas faves comic-wise that I definitely want to kind of quickly highlight. Uh, and, and uh, you know, there's definitely things of certain or whatnot that I remember that are great. Uh, one of them is definitely what Rich is going to be talking about, so now I can take that off my list. Batman Animated Adventures, Christmas issue one with the joke um there you go so um i have some comic suggestions unfortunately i don't have images but i definitely have titles so um yeah i'm i'm, I'm good to go there i just didn't know leo what you were covering uh, uh Batman, unless you're gonna be no talking well. about holiday special uh, right. i could talk about it. <laughs> please please don't <sighs> Let's say what Batman Dude, Noel. Listen, I read that tonight. That was a listen. Good. There was that. That was. good. There was. There was, the, there was that one time we we watched a clip of it, and then we couldn't help kind of making fun of it the whole time. That was about as close as I want to get. Okay. That I I can queue it up again if you need me to. Only thing I want you to queue up from that is at the end, if you can just play the clip with B. Arthur singing. Uh, so long, folks, because I think that's probably far the best way we could say Merry Christmas to everybody. So that's all I want from you. Okay. Don't anything else, especially if I see a goddamn Wookiee. Okay. I, I, I will find your house and snakes. <gasps> snakes. I can't do it. I tried. I failed. It's okay. You did fine. Gotta also, the by the way, another good one. Christmas one, Home Alone. Can't mm -hmm. both of them, Home Alone one and two. Don't go farther than that. Yeah, both the last them, one, absolutely Christmas. Did you did you see the no, last? Don't talk one? about Leo. No, I don't know if I remember the last. Of course one. I didn't. No, no, no. It, it, the one that like just came out a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, it was bad. The Disney Plus one. I did finish that one though, but it was bad. Yeah, they 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 turned yeah. the uh, the kid into the bad guy. Say hello to the bad no. guy. And then, um, but also, again, just to say, if you haven't watched the movies that made us, the one Home Alone was just as great because there were so many moments where that movie wasn't going to get made and it just squeaked by. Oh, yeah. And here we are. Oh, and how the uh, the snowflakes, that one scene, they use potato flakes. Mm -hmm. And then it started Who to, uh, 
Yeah. It, it, what did they? It was something about where they came back afterwards, and it was like the smell was like horrendous. Oh yeah, it was. It was a good idea at the time, and then went horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah. So, right. So, Rich, do you want to go first? Sure. Absolutely. Put a smile on our face. So, but it, interestingly enough, so Batman the animated series. Um, this is from the first season, episode thirty-eight. Can we? I I didn't go to check how many episodes the season actually went, but that is an insane amount of episodes for a first season animated anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a history behind that, but God, if I know. Um, <laughs> secondly, uh, I mean, you start off, of course, with my my man, the Joker, instantaneously breaking out of prison on a rocket-powered Christmas tree, laughing all the way. I mean, you, you can't get more classic than that. And then you, you flash to, you got Batman and Robin sitting in Wayne Manor, and Batman's miserable, miserable, because, you know, there's no crime going on, and he needs to find crime, and Robin's mm-hmm. being his cheerful self. He's like, come on, Batman! It's Christmas! If we don't find the Joker, there's no activity tonight. We got to go back to Wayne Manor and watch It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> so so Robin became uh, uh, Mr. Hanky to Christmas poop? He totally did. <laughs> it's so nice to be on Splash Pages and you're all smelling nice and flowery. But I'm sorry, I'm interrupting Rich's synopsis. You should okay. keep going, Rich. <laughs> really funny, though. <laughs> sorry, I need a second now. Love it. Ooh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to break your concentration there, but you know, being on splash pages is so cool. Uh, <laughs> I always forget I can do that. <laughs> your impressions are great, Drew. I love your impressions. I, I just, I, I don't think you anyone understands. It's just because I'm bored. I'm just bored and I see something and then I'm like, oh, my brain just hyper focuses on it. I was like, I gotta take it apart, put it back together and make something grand. So, Actually, so now is there much difference between Mr. Hankey's voice and Towley's voice? You know, I was just thinking then, cause I was thinking, like, I feel like it's the kind of the same voice. Cause I mm-hmm. remember Towley, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, you wanna get high? No. Yeah. Now Tanny. Now you saying you don't want Towley around? No. So you're saying there's been a Taliban? <laughs> you know, oh, God, get the hell out of it. All right, see you later. I feel like it's kind of the same, but it's like just a little octave higher because Harley's just high all the time. Like Mr. Hankey was genuinely trying to help and full of Christmas cheer. Although there's that one episode where he, he has a family. <laughs> And the wife is always getting drunk, is always drunk. And he's like, yeah, I, I listen, I, I, I told you, just you know, not in front of the kids, okay? Like, let's just put this away now. <laughs> but I'm um, start thinking how rich those guys got off that one damn cartoon. Oh my God. It, it's that's why they can write all those musicals. But, um, but yeah, getting back to uh, Christmas with the Joker, right? Uh, so we've got uh, once again, Bruce and uh, young young dick 
um, at Wayne Minor and on the TV, they're trying to get in the Christmas special. And all of a sudden he goes, oh, what's this? Nothing going on. And sure enough, there it is. Mr. J on the screen, larger mm-hmm. than life. Yep. Talking about he ain't got no family, so he had to steal one. And he's got a uh, Commissioner Gordon, uh, some random chick. We have no idea who she could be. And then we've got uh, one of the regular cops that we've seen on uh, Batman the Animated Series before. Wasn't that that because well, wasn't the hostages Gordon Bullock and then wasn't it Summer Gleason? I, right? I don't know who the girl was. Yeah, I think that was that was supposed to be Summer Gleason. You know, she's that that reporter. Um, yeah, but sorry. I think yeah, I, no I worries, just... no worries. Thank you. I wasn't sure who she was. We were we were actually yeah. discussing that Harley and I we, when I was rewatching it tonight. Mm-hmm. It's like, who's that girl? If that's supposed to be Commissioner Gordon's wife, I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so uh, the Joker gives Batman till midnight to come and capture them, or it's going to be <laughs> for the as he calls them the lawful family or the awful lawful family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also amazing since the Joker basically. Broke out of prison, so he had somebody set up a ton of mechanical things beforehand. Giant uh, uh, toy soldiers, um, Mm -hmm. Joker robots that shot bullets out of their hands. Um, Mm -hmm. He converted the telescope on top of Mount Gotham to shoot Batman and the rest of the city. I mean, the technological stuff is insane. Cameras shooting up to watch what Batman's doing. Um, oh, and, and a whole TV station, too. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, in a toy factory, apparently. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Batman is not finding the Joker. And so the Joker has to give him another clue. And uh, he has uh, Summer Gleason, as I've just found out, gives her a gift to open. And uh, it's a uh, some kind of doll that is no longer made anymore. And then Batman puts the two and two together that the laugh factory that used to make the toy shut down several years ago used to make that toy. And Batman puts two and two together and goes to the factory. And uh, chaos ensues. I'm not going to give you every detail of the episode, but basically, right. uh, finally, the Joker gets to present Batman with his gift. And uh, Robin turns into Towelie again. He's like, no, Batman, don't open it. It'll be bad for you. And it's uh, like, okay, Robin, it'll be all right. And he opens it up, and it just ends up being a pie in the face, which yep. is, of course, a classic clown gag. And um, the beauty of this episode is you're, you're just bringing these two opposites that constantly go at each other and they were both having a miserable time separately during Christmas. When, but you, when you bring them together it was joy it. and at the end of the episode the rarely seen Bruce Wayne smile comes upon his face and Joker cackles away in Arkham saying Merry Christmas to all. So beautiful holiday episode um, insanity uh, train explosions, giant robots, bullets, intrigue. And they all. sing the, the Jingle Bells Batman Smells uh, song. Yeah. Robin laid an egg. Yeah. yeah. Batmobile and, lost his wheel oh, and Joker and got also, one of my favorites. <laughs> and and one, of, one of my favorites is also, because at the end, 
after because there's the whole thing where he saves Joker because he almost dies, of course. And as you know, you get the Merry Christmas Joker, and then <laughs> bah humbug. You know, um, it's also really great because Rich, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was the first time we ever heard Mark Hamill's Joker, right? That is correct. Yeah, so this is the that's the first time we heard something that has literally become synonymous with the character. Right. You know, and it definitely evolved from there because um, he was mostly one level through most of that. He went a little bit of his classic up and down, but nowhere to the near to where it became. Absolutely. That was that was kind of them testing the waters. And it's so funny to, to imagine that in another universe, the Joker would have been played by Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Yeah. Mm hmm. But he couldn't he couldn't do the voice properly. He had, I mean, he, he recorded episodes, but. He, doing the voice, which I got to be honest with you, I mean, I love Mark Hamill's Joker. I really would have wouldn't have minded seeing what Tim Curry would have done with it. I feel like that would have still been pretty great. I didn't um, realize. I, th I thought he did record a few episodes. No, he know? did. But but they he never did. played them. I don't think they ever played them. Um, I, at least I've never heard of them. But I know they did record. He recorded a few, but he kept having really intense coughing fits because of doing the voice for so long. Because as, as a voice actor, you have to constantly keep doing the voice. Um, sure. Which is, I think, another reason that Mark Hamill kind of retired it um, is because, you know, you do that for so long, it's gonna, that's gonna be murder on your vocal cords. Oh yeah, just, um, doing, the, just doing the laugh year after year. I, I don't even know that today I can, I mean, I would need like honey and tea for like two months straight, like three times a day to to even come close to the vocal range that I once yeah. had. Yeah, I mean, Rich, I don't know if I ever told you, but the one year that I did the Joker, which I did, I tried um, to do the Joker from um, Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker, and I committed. I had the full makeup and everything. I even painted my nails. Um, and I did the voice and everything. It, it was great. Um, but I my voice took a real hit. I, I wasn't even able to yell for almost like at least a month because I was doing the voice the whole time. And y'all know me, I'm doing it a hundred percent. So, you know, um, yeah, it, it was a real doozy for me. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough, but yeah, after, I mean, again, after Khan, I'll, I'd be wrecked for a week. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. But, um, no, but this is definitely a great one. Um, I will say that while this is definitely also one of my favorites, I do want to give the, the Batman animated series credit because I also love their Christmas anthology episode, which I believe was season four. One of the first episodes, the one where that's the one where you have like the three and you have Harley and Poison Ivy taking control of Bruce Wayne to go on a shopping spree. You have we were just talking right. about that before you hopped we'll on. We that one before. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Holiday one. Nights. It's, uh, yeah, it mm -hmm. was from the New Adventures of Batman, which is yeah. Batman the Animated Series later on. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And and even the Joker, you know, New Year's Eve. Um, and it's, it's so funny because at the end, you had those guys singing around the karaoke machine to old anxiety that's supposed to be bruce tim paul dini and i think the the director of the episode i don't remember his name um because they always ended up using the same guys for a lot of those episodes those were the ones singing uh, you know that's the bar where 
Gordon sits and meets uh, Batman for their their usual coffee. Right. Um, it's such a great episode, and I, I I gotta ask, I love anthology episodes, and that one was handled beautifully. Um, hey Drew, I want to uh, go back to my episode for one second. Well, um, you know that's fine. I just wanted to give that shout out to that one. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what an easy casual cosplay to do the Joker with an uh, orange cardigan and a green turtleneck, mm-hmm. um, and still with the slacks and the shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to go do that and go caroling with Harley in that oh, outfit. That'd be great. That that would be insanely fun. Oh yeah. Is that on your list before you ever you decide you're going to retire the clown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might have to do that, honey. Go caroling as Harley and the Joker. She's not listening to me at all now. Yeah, that's okay. She contributed. Yes, absolutely. I can't always be the center of attention. <laughs> Try um, as I may. If if I may. Give a shout out to one of my favorite Christmas cartoon episodes, if I can. Yeah, go for it. Briefly. I don't think it's going to surprise you. The real Ghostbusters Xmas marks the spot. Is a is a first. It's the first season of the Ghostbusters. It was written by uh, by JMS John Michael Straczynski, um, where the Ghostbusters on Christmas Eve are heading back from some sort of call. They get lost in a snowstorm, which, of course, leads to a time portal, and they end up in England, and somehow they basically disrupt the Christmas Carol. So imagine kids, a world where Scrooge won, and Christmas is outlawed, and he's the best-selling book of, and he's the best-selling writer of a book called Christmas, the Humbug Story. So then the Ghostbusters, it's a two-part story. So you have the Ghostbusters, Ray peter and ego um ray peter and winston have to go back in time and replace the ghosts because they accidentally captured them and then egon has to go into the containment unit to get them before christmas is over it is a fun great episode and and rich just like the movies i watch i do watch it every year because it's dumb and predictable but it's so greatly dumb and predictable um and just fun you know, and then there's a little, there's some Christmas stories there, uh, a Grinch or two, Leo, as we would say. Um, but that's one of my favorites. Um, and I want to thank, I don't know if it was Leo or Rich, I now have to watch the Tick Christmas episode because I for, completely forgot about that. And I, and that show was amazing. So, nice. Leo, any, any of yours to shout out? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, you guys mentioned the the episodes uh, that I brought up. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, uh, Tick, uh, Justice League had comfort and joy, uh, which is kind of meh. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed Holiday Nights and, uh, you know, also uh, Flintstones Christmas. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, where is my window? I got too many things open. Um, you know. I know. Uh, my pick for this week, and uh, we don't have to go over the whole thing, but definitely it's uh, something that everybody should enjoy for themselves. Uh, I'm just going to share my screen here. Uh, Batman Noel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I hit it's just button. us. Damn it. I hit the wrong button. 
Yeah. Darn it. How do you say that? Lee Bermeo? Bermeo? Uh, I say uh, Bermejo, but I know that's probably wrong. But his art. Beautiful. uh, Yeah. I I mean, just. And the. So if you pick up the. the, Obviously, this is a graphic novel, but it has a front by uh, Jim Lee talking about how. he first brought on Lee Bermijo uh, for Wildstorm mm-hmm. and how in the beginning, you know, it, it's, he was good, but you really couldn't tell where he was going to go. Uh, and just, I mean, leaps and bounds. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. amazing. Oh my God. Very realistic. And totally. And this I think is also just as good as the story he did with Brian Azzarello, which was the Joker story. Yes. Which, I know. I mean, honestly, when I finally got to read that, I was like, wow. I mean, that was one of the best Joker stories I'd ever read. Um, uh, silly question. Uh, Rich, have you read Joker? Uh, yeah, I got that like three Christmases ago, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's so good. Yeah. So and, uh, and Same level of artwork. I mean, just amazing. His detail. I mean, just look at that scene alone. The level of detail is just phenomenal. The windows, the lights, the mm-hmm. snowflakes. I mean, it's shadowing. It's beautiful. Oh, totally. And yeah, I mean, it, the the photorealistic quality is amazing. Sorry, Leo. Yeah. Oh Go no, no. It. I was just gonna say. Yeah, exactly. Just you know, you could hear the picture. You know, Batman running through the sound, just a crunch, crunch, crunch. Um, yeah. yeah just, so, so essentially, the the story is uh, it's a Christmas Carol uh, where um, Batman is Scrooge. And uh, the the ghosts are very inventive. You know, it he Batman, you know, uh, within the winter gets sick. He starts to get pneumonia uh, and he's delirious at one point and he sees uh, Robin come to life, warning him of, you know, essentially the, the three ghosts. He's going to be visited by three ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, you know, starts off where this one guy he's following the Joker. Joker's loose. And uh, one of the guys that's working for him is uh, uh, um, cr- uh, Cratchit, Cratchit, Cratchit. Yeah, Bill Cratchit. Yep. Bill Cratchit. Uh, Just like from the Scrooge story. Exactly. Oh, Timmy, Timmy Cratchit. Mm. With the wounded leg. Uh, and, you know, same thing. He has a kid at home and, you know, Thank he's you, just trying Tim. to do good for him. <laughs> But yeah, the the just the story and the artwork is just phenomenal. Uh, and you you see, it's it's very odd to have Batman be played as, you know, just this mean old Scrooge. You know, it's what? Just, have, have you read Batman stories? It, it's I really have, crazy. but I mean, I mean, come on, Leo. I'm sorry. I read this story tonight, and if anything reflected to me was this is discussions we've had all year about how Batman in the last like five to 10 years, the storylines have got him like being rougher and meaner and like worse Mm -hmm. and worse to his cronies around him or his family. So his supposed family and extra abusive. Um, And this was just like highlighting that. And it was kind of pointing it out to Batman and being like, Hey, look, you're getting out of control. You need to like pull back and be the Batman of old. At least that's what I, I got out of it. No, I don't want want to steal your, your, your spotlight, but I mean, I I really felt that strongly. So, yeah, it's 
he definitely makes a, a uh, you know, spoiler alert, uh, but if you know Christmas Carol, there is a redemption at the end. Um, but yeah, it, it, of course. it's... I know Batman is tough on crime and and, uh, and whatnot, but, you know, it's a lot of times you've seen stories where, you know, he sees beyond what's going on, you know, where, you know, if it's somebody just trying to take care of his family, you know, his number one goal is the residents of Gotham, you know, and, and like even the most recent issue there's uh, or series, uh, there was this uh, one group of characters that were originally portrayed as bad but you know he got to know them and and turned out they're just trying to fend for themselves and you know he ended up protecting them in the end so it's it's you know it's that fine line of you know vigilante and protector you know but uh yeah it, it's, it can definitely go both ways so leo would you recommend this as like let's say you is like a christmas present would you think this would be good for like a batman fan oh totally yeah this is this is an awesome christmas present uh this is a must read for any batman fan uh and if you're unfamiliar with libramijo's art it's this will get you hooked you know just you know with this i i ended up hunting down everything he did nice Cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And this was great too, showing, you know, hey, we used to have fun playing kind of cat and mouse here. Yeah, you were after me for doing crimes, but at the same time there was still an amount of interplay between us and you seem to have lost that. Um so I don't know. I thought it was yeah. fun. And, and the yeah, art I mean, was spectacular. I mean, look wow, look at look at just the Joker's face just right there and Two Face and Penguin, just you know, the detail work is just I mean, Liebert Mia, woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. He's doing it right. You know what it kind of reminded me of? It kind of reminded me of, do you remember when we reviewed um, Haunted Night, the Jim, uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, mm-hmm. and they did that one, but it was with Halloween. It was the Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, it was kind of, when I read it, I was like, you know, this is, this is, I was like, as much as I do love that that team, and I usually do love their work, I was like, I feel like this is better because it's Christmas. You know what I mean? Like, it's not high. We're adapting it where it's essentially Christmas Carol, but it's in Halloween. I was like, this is a little better, like a better adaptation of that. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Maybe that, that's, that's just me. But, I mean, you can't go wrong with Lee Romeo. Like, his artwork. I mean, like I said, I've been following him for years. And it's just, it just keeps getting better and better. Like it, like this especially is a true testament to how great of an artist he is. And I believe Leo, he wrote Andrew this, right? Correct. Yep. Oh God. It's so great when they do that. Yeah. We, we may have to this year, check out some of his Wildstorm stuff. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. There's some real good gems of the Wildstorm era. I, I do recommend that. Um, Okay. Yeah, Leo, great. I, I did get yeah. to read half of this. I'm going to finish reading it, but what I read, beautiful. Yeah, totally. Yeah, highly recommend it for, for anybody that's uh, a Batman fan, you know, and uh, yeah, definitely hunt down. You know, Batman Damned is, is really good um, mm-hmm. and expensive if you try to hunt it down. The hard copies, I found that out. That's the Black Label book, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was able to hunt down all the issues, all the uh, all the uh, first prints. Yeah. Buku money there. Gentlemen, uh, how about holiday drinks? Is there any holiday drinks that need to be had? Uh, yeah, a uh, uh, Starbucks dirty chai uh, with uh, whole milk and uh, yeah. extra pumpkin pie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Drew? I, I Listen, guys, it's very simple. It's called eggnog, okay? Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, it's really hard for me not to think of eggnog and not think of the... Of, Fairly Odd Parents, with the dad just in the Christmas episode. She's like eggnog, um, eggnog, hands down, eggnog. And because uh, I've been dating someone who's Puerto Rican, I have a great affinity appreciation for coquito. You, you just, that, that is that is my drink of the year. I was going to say it's Puerto Rican eggnog. Hell now, now, Drew, yeah. what is she now? They stopped making 151, which was typically or, or traditionally what you used mm -hmm. in Coquito. So, what does she right. use now? You know, I'm not really sure. Um, I do know that one time we had a holiday party and Ange made both regular eggnog and non alcoholic eggnog. To be quite mm -hmm. honest, I couldn't tell the difference. I was just sipping whatever. I was just like, I don't care. This is delicious either way. Like, cinnamon, yeah. bam, I'm in heaven. See, I can't do eggnog. Mm -hmm. There's it, a lot it, of things it, you can't do. So I know. Okay. I, 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 I'm, I'm very odd. I get that. Uh, yeah, it, it's. I, I never understood it. Does it have raw egg in it? Like, no. am I gonna get salmonella? No, there's no, no real egg in it. What year is it, Leo? I don't know. Raw egg. I, I, I don't know what eggnog is. Leo, you go to wait, wait, wait. go to Stop and Shop, and yeah. you pick up a car and eggnog, and you look at the back of it. It has ingredients. There's going to be no raw egg in there. Yeah, um, and you probably can get it on good sale right now, you know, because yeah. everybody's and, thinking and, and, that. You, and you put a little hit of Bacardi in there. Oh, um, uh, oh, rum goes in it? Oh, that's oh, what yeah. Coquito is. That That's what he was talking about, the Puerto Rican eggnog yeah. has mm -hmm. rum in it. It's a little extra kick to make your holiday and jolly. You, and and, and if you if you want to top it, make it really nice. Put a little cinnamon on top and spin that in there. Bam! It's a great sipping drink. And you, oh, you, before you get up, you're like, oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, you second you get up, it tastes so good. It, it tastes like a okay. cinnamon, cinnamon like uh, shake almost. It's almost like a cinnamon shake, but not cold. Okay, so eggnog. You throw some cinnamon on it. Throw some rum in there. Yeah. Listen, okay. Leo, Leo, you're overthinking this. Okay. We will get you. You had me at rum. You had me at rum. <laughs> we, nice. Listen, we will figure out a way to get you some. And I guarantee you, I'll just go to the store. Christmases price. will never be the same. <laughs> so, Leo, YouTube Coquito. It's C O Q U I T O. There's one that's made with eggs and there's one that's made without eggs. Just pick the one that's not eggs. It's phenomenal and you will not phenomenal. go wrong. Yeah, okay. man. Bring that to a party. Everybody will have you bring it back. It'll yeah, be they'll be like, cool. where can I get a bottle of this? Okay, so so what type of rum do you guys use? Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I just drink it, man. I don't make it. It, it used to be made with Bacardi 151, but you can't get that anymore. So you got to go find a rum that's just a, a higher than your average rum. But you don't need to. You can just put regular rum in it. You'll be fine. Bacardi 151 is, is was it like yeah. a higher... Yeah, it, it was the 151 proof. 
Oh, 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 they, oh. they don't they stop making that for one reason, but there, there are other rums that make higher proof rums, yeah. But just go for like a, a white rum, okay? Yeah, a white rum, YouTube it, don't take my word, just YouTube it, <laughs> Google it. I guarantee it's all over the place, it's well okay. known, okay? Oh, wow, this, you know, check this out. According in a fun fact, a psychological study done in Germany in the 1980s revealed that men who kiss their wives before leaving for work live an average of five years longer than men who don't. Wow. There's your fun fact of the day, everyone. Yeah. I'm still sleeping, so I'm going to die five years earlier. Yep. So, and study can. also revealed kissing husbands earn 20 to 35% more money and use less sick time than their peers who left with no goodbye kiss. Well, I'm good. Oh. It, it could be maybe they're just happier, you know? Just, yes. More joy. And just because they're happier, they are better at work, so they earn more. And Leo, since they're happier, they... Leo, Leo, you're overthinking this, man. You got to stop. Not, just, yeah. It's okay. just, just, I, just make sure make sure before you go to work, just kiss, kiss Mrs. Bond but, uh, goodbye. Oh, yeah. And pray she, you don't well, get hit by a truck. She wakes me up. She gives me a kiss before she heads to work. There you so, go. You're good, Rich. You're just dead yeah. to the world. So, you know, you get your kisses later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get my kisses in the evening. What can I tell you? There you go. Is that, it's not, it's a count. You know, sure. kisses are kisses. As long as, you know, as long as you know you're loved and loved back, that's what matters. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Mike. Okay there, Drew. Shut up. I'm fine. Um, so, um, so yeah, there we go. There, there's yeah. a lot of Christmas picks and uh, our Christmas uh, traditions. I, I I didn't get to do some. I had some Christmas picks. Yes, true. I, I had some comics. So, all right, everyone. So, um, briefly, because we're going to wrap this up, um, it is really hard to decide some of the best Christmas comics. Um, so I pulled together some of my favorites, um, which do go off the beaten path of Christmas. Um, but sometimes those are the best ones because they really capture the spirit. Uh, my top number one will always be, and I don't think this is going to surprise anyone, especially Rich, because they've seen how much I rave about this series. That would be Starman Volume 2, Issue 27 which is a Christmas-themed issue from my one of my favorite DC series, Starman. And in this issue, our favorite Starman, uh, Jack Knight, is running late to a Christmas party where he comes across what appears to be Santa Claus. But unfortunately, it's not Santa Claus, but it is a homeless man who was partaking in being Santa and who lost his clothes, so he had to borrow the suit. And this Santa is distraught and upset because someone has stolen something that really matters to him. So despite the fact that he's running late to a, a Christmas party, Jack endears to help Santa find what was lost and in the end kind of discover a little real meaning of Christmas. Um, it is one of my favorite things to read around Christmas time. I've yet to read it, but I'm pretty sure Christmas Eve, that's on my rocket docket. Um, and funny enough, you talk about drink, there is a wonderful recipe mentioned for strawberry champagne, um, which is referenced in the issue. 
I was able to look online to find a recipe for it. I ended up making it for a Christmas party. And not going to lie, I'm not a champagne person. It was really fucking delicious. So I will totally get that recipe. See if I can find that recipe again. Because, gentlemen, that's a really good Christmas drink. So just saying that. Um, Strawberry champagne. Okay. Strawberry champagne. Yeah. You know what the trick is? Use champagne, and then I think you use strawberry sherbet. Let it sit. No rum. No rum. You got to really uh, see, Rich. Now we know if we ever really fuck up, we just give Leo a big bottle of rum, and he's like, "Okay, what did you do?" <laughs> is, is the door cutting still standing? Um, parts of it. Um, so another great one, which is from a series, is from a series we haven't covered, and I'm dying to do this in 2022. A uh, Hitman, which was Garth Ennis oh. and John McCrea's '90s baby about a super-powered uh, mercenary, a hitman whose name is who's actually stationed in Gotham City. So besides running into Batman quite often, uh, Tommy's cast of characters range from best friend, Nat the Hat, who's a hitman, um, his brother, uh, Sean, who runs a bar called Noonan's in Gotham, and then a bunch of other weird characters ranging from Hitman to Demons. Um, uh, yes, kids, I literally said Demons because it's Gotham. Um, but this issue, which is Hitman issue 22, deals with Nat and Tommy getting a contract to take out a worker who was involved in an accident in a, a nearby nuclear power plant. Guy fell in, became radioactive. Um, he's quite a humbug. So he essentially mugs a, a Santa, dresses like him, and starts killing people in a mall. And then the best part is this entire goddamn issue is told in rhyme. The entire thing is told in rhyme. The other characters talk, but the little boxes are in rhyme. Right. And it's fucking hilarious. So definitely check that out if you like a little if you're like a little darkness but a little whimsy to your christmas fun ah, um nice indeed check, definitely check that out and guys we definitely want to cover one of those arcs for uh in 2022 because hitman is a great series i mean it's by garth Ennis, who if you guys don't know who that is um that's the guy who helped write the boys mm-hmm. so oh, this stuff I isn't a dark as the boys but for a dc comic especially in the 90s it is amazing how far some of this went so definitely check that out um another great selection always go to one of my favorite comics of all time hellboy um there are two sections one is christmas underground which was a, a early anthology series between mike mignola and a collaborative edition of other artists um has a great christmas story in there definitely check that out but another great one is something that was called krampus knocked which was a 2017 one shot by mike Bignola and adam hughes which won the eisner award for best single issue in 2018 hmm. um 
so it takes place in 1975 where you have a you have essentially Hellboy facing up in it against an entity that for all intents and purposes looks like Krampus who as we know is essentially the evil Santa Claus instead of rewarding children for good behavior uh, Krampus knocked Krampus will beat and sometimes kidnap bad children, usually turning them into some of his servants for his more nefarious crimes. Um, so great issue. Uh, I don't, again, I don't want to give anything away because I love the when Mike Agnola returns back to Hellboy. But I will say one of the nicest things is that at the end, uh, the comic has what appears to be like photo albums of Christmases that Hellboy and then people in Hellboy's cast share. And it's so beautiful because if you're a Hellboy fan, you read them with a certain love of the nostalgia because you know a lot of things didn't go well for a lot of these people. So it's it's that bittersweetness that sometimes comes when you uh, look at the past, especially when it comes to the holidays. So that is another good one. Um, Another great recommendation is, of course, and I don't think it's going to surprise anybody, Ghostbusters. There is a Ghostbusters issue called Past, Present, and Future, where, again, you find that the Ghostbusters are hired by a billionaire who's being plagued by the three ghosts of the Christmas. Um, they're, they're basically being paid $4 million to bag all these ghosts, but, of course, nothing's what it seems. Um, a little standard, a little predictable, but still a really enjoying single issue. And this was done before uh, Dan Showing and Eric Burnham's signature Ghostbuster run. So this is when IDW was kind of still testing the waters to see if there was an audience for Ghostbusters in terms of comics. Um, I can tell you there is. And then there's, there was and there still is. So it's a little lighthearted. I love, I love the Slimer in Chains. Oh, yeah. It's a great image. That's that's Nick Runge did the artwork for that. That I had that as a cover photo for a while. Um, now one of now this is the last one. Um, I admittedly don't have a lot in terms of Marvel for Christmas. Um, I do know that they did have some really great ones, and I definitely need to look into that because I am a sucker for Christmas stories. Um, there is one great one where Santa wields the infinity gauntlet and takes on the Avengers, which I mean, that's pretty freaking boss, dude. Uh, the same thing, how there's one where blade fights a demon that can possess people. And one of those people ends up being a department store, Santa Claus. So, you know, that that's pretty traumatizing there. Um, but one of the best that I've ever read so far would be the DC Universe Holiday Bash. Now, that was a three-issue miniseries that came out in, um, I believe it was 1997. Um, and these are all synopsis issues. So, you know, these are anthologies. So these are little mini stories exploring Christmas as it's related to other heroes. Um Personally, I loved all of these. Um, my one of my favorites is one where Orion and High Fire from uh, High Fire High Father from the New Gods are on Earth, and High Father gets mistaken for a, 
a department store Santa. And him and Orion end up basically playing the part. Um, it's a great story. But one of the bad, there, there's two stories that are by artist Ty Templeton. Uh, one in which a guy summons a summons Etrigan the demon to make a deal um, on Christmas Eve that goes horribly wrong, but not in the way you'd think. And then another one where we find that there is one person that has constantly got the best of dark side every year. That person is Santa Claus who braves the fires and terrors of apocalypse every year to deliver the dark side, his present every year, kids. So oh, wow. yes. So that is pretty great. Um, they also did another issue. There's another issue where, for all kids who remember Impulse, a.k.a. Bart Arton, Bart Allen, back in the day, um, his run uh, with Mark Wade and Humberto Ramos, before Humberto Ramos became, you know, a very Marvel uh, artist, um, Bart Allen is essentially trying to find Santa and his guardian, Max Mercury, is trying to convince Bart that Santa doesn't exist, which is crazy if you think like you're trying to explain to a kid in a world full of superheroes and aliens and time travel and stuff that Santa doesn't exist. But when Bart can't find Santa, he comes to the conclusion in the North Pole that Santa has been kidnapped. So more hijinks is ensue. So in the end, everybody, my story is that there are way too many Christmas issues for me to review. Um, so my advice to you Read some of these, uh, check, do your research, look them up. But honestly, guys, don't ever be afraid to look back and kind of see. One of my favorite Christmas stories is from an anthology series um, where Frank Miller did a story. And it was Christmas themed. And that's Frank Miller before he was Batman Year One, Dark Knight Returns. You know, this the writer-artist Frank Miller. You know, it's it's great. So my advice to you, everybody, is Christmas stories come in all shapes and sizes, all different universes and characters. They usually follow the same kind of plot, but sometimes you find some real gems. So there's more than enough out there. And if you read one every day for until Christmas, you would read 25 stories, which it doesn't really seem that hard. So. And uh, even hearing that, Drew, it's, it's reminding me, uh, I don't know if you ever watched American Dad but they did a ton of American dad versus Santa episodes that were just mm -hmm. super dark and super insane. Yeah. I do remember. I remember saying those. I was, I'm not always the biggest fan of American dad. Um, to be quite honest, I feel like a lot of those shows just need to be over already. Um, including family guy. I know guys. I'm so sorry. Um, it's okay. I don't watch it. I haven't watched them in years. Yeah, me neither. I catch clips every once in a while. I'm like, nope. But the Great North, though. The Great North is a new show you got to watch. I heard good things. I yeah. heard good things. But in the end, everybody, there is so much Christmas content out there. So whether it's you're rewatching old cartoons from your childhood, whether you're rewatching the Christmas episodes on, I don't know, Bob's Burgers, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Goldbergs, what you know any show out there 
any movie, okay, there's always something that you can watch that becomes a Christmas memory. Um, I just want to say, guys, everybody, it's been a really rough year. And I know right now there's a lot of things going on in the world. But my, everybody, this is a time when we're supposed to still be thankful for everything that we have, all the people we have in our life. So I just would like to say that when you go see your families and whatnot, don't think about politics. Don't think about religion, things that are going wrong in your world or things that aren't the greatest. Just enjoy the company you have, the food you have on the table, the eggnog or coquito if you have that in your cup or who knows maybe you have water you know and just enjoy that for what it is because there are probably some people who would really wish they had that and just enjoy the fact that we made it to another year we're all still standing as elton john would say and i mean nowhere to go but up right absolutely right? yeah okay well said. Well said there, Drew. Well, you know, well, Leo, you know, if it can't be a Christmas movie until we have like a deep, meaningful monologue summarizing it and then, you know, some sort of great catchphrase, I'll, I'll leave that to you guys. I'm tired. <laughs> Nappy boy, that's going to be the catchphrase. Shut up. Okay. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll wrap things up. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. Uh, definitely check all the show notes for all the information here. And, you know, uh, Drew said it best, you know, just, you know, uh, enjoy what you have. Enjoy the people that you have in your life. And, uh, you know, just, uh, yeah, it's all you can do. All you can do. Uh, Drew, where do you like people interacting with you? I don't. But when I do, you can look me up on Instagram. Uh, Ghostbusters 1984. I'm on Facebook, Drew Malo. I am friendly. I just generally am not. Um, I'm also a writer for Screen Rant. I do a lot of things around here. Um, there's definitely projects coming up in 2022, so please keep an eye out. And happy holidays to everybody, and be well. Vava Choka. Well, you can catch me, of course, here every Tuesday on Splash Pages, a comic book club. Uh, you can find me on the gram, Velvet Joker 2021. No, I'm not going to change that next year. We'll just hold on to that year for at least another year. We'll see. Just another year. Absolutely. But uh, happy holidays to everyone. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Kwanzaa. Happy Krampus. Happy Yule. Uh, happy Yule. Uh, happy Thor's Day. Um, just... Be happy. Uh, Don't worry. Be happy. Don't forget, and don't forget for all whose praise and a, and a merry festivus to the rest of us. That's right. For the Seinfeld friends. And then Leo, you too. You, where they find you? Oh, uh, just Google me. But more importantly, I want everybody to follow you guys, you know, and uh, I run a little thing called we're, the Dorking. Uh, it's a lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. Uh, and uh, with that, we'll catch you guys later. Feats of strength, feats of strength. Get out of here. Happy boy.